Hey guys, welcome back to the Two Cents Podcast. This is Yossi Manchushan. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing living in Israel versus living in America. I love this topic because what we deal it, what we deal with is not only Ari and Mai's history of living in Israel, learning over there, getting married over there, moving there after marriage. Um, we also give advice on living there, on moving there, on things to experience over there, how we formed basically so much of what we do while we were in Israel, while we were in Kolel, obviously our relationship with Rabbi Berkowitz is going to come up and be spoken about in depth, Shabbosim in Israel, having guests, and so on and so forth. Basically, how to bring that Israel experience with us to America, and really what made us go from Israel to America. This week's episode is brought to you by the Meaningful Minute podcast. It is dedicated to Rafur Shlema Yehuda Leib Chizkiyo Bembasia. Now, as far as our sponsor this week, living in Israel is an incredible experience, but there are always dangers of living over there. Our sponsor is one of the foremost saviors. Of Jewish souls. I don't mean in Kirov, we're talking about Yad Lachem. They know all too well of the challenges, of the dangers of living in Israel today. They rescue Jewish women and their children from living lives of captivity inside of Arab towns and Arab villages. This is no nothing short of a modern-day Pidyon Shvuyan, where these heroes go in and rescue these families. You can check them out at yadlaachem.org. And later in the episode, we'll discuss the urgent matter that they need help with in order to, to rescue these women, these children, and provide them with a Jewish life. Enjoy the podcast, guys. Hi, everybody. This is Ari Ben-Shushan. And this is Yossi Ben-Shushan. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. Brought to you and powered by Meaningful Minute. Welcome back, everybody, to the Two Cents Podcast. I'm Ari Ben-Shushan. I'm Yazi Ben-Shushan. <laughs> Yid. And welcome to our <laughs> podcast. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. Yes, you it know might the be people... pronounced that. I, I've heard it both ways. Yeah. I've heard it both ways. But you know the people, do they do it on purpose when they pronounce things wrong, Yas? Yes. I have to assume, yes. If you're speaking all day, all the time, you have to keep yourself entertained. So that's why we do it, is because you're sitting there talking and you're saying the same thing again. If you, there's, there's a finite amount of ideas that we each have in our brains, and we have to say them a lot of times. The, your 15th time saying something, you have to switch up a, uh, you're going to have to switch up a, a word or two just to make sure that you're still interested. So, the thing is, I because we're students of Rav Berkowitz, I'm I try to be Don Lakovskos with people, but then they say the word podcast a second time, and then podcast a third time, and you begin to wonder, oh no, yes, there was this guy, and this is going to really lead us right into our conversation. Um, in Israel, there was a guy who walked into my house once. Uh, he was visiting from America, and he said these were his words. He asked. Um, hey, Rabbi, do you know how to get to a certain place in up north? I said, yeah, you go here. He's like, you know what? I have Wazi, so I'm okay. It, no. <laughs> I said, you have what now? He's like, come on. You know the app. The GPS app, Wazi. <laughs> and I said, you he mean He was Waze. definitely messing with you. Yes, it's one of those people who don't know how to mess with you. And I said to him, you mean Waze. And he's, he laughed at me. He's like, Rabbi... 
you know, you rabbis don't really know much about technology. <laughs> yeah. The best part of that story is... So today's podcast... The best part of that story is that he was one of those guys that don't know how to mess with you. <laughs> like, that's a character trait within itself. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What are we covering today? We, got, we have a lot on the docket today. Yes, yes, we have we have a lot on the docket, so uh, so we're gonna get to it today. Yes, um, I was thinking episode two of of our amazing amazing podcast of two cents, and we're gonna talk about living in Israel versus living in America. Living in if America, we may say so. right. if we may say so ourselves. Yep. So amazing, amazing. You gave so, us two amazings. If only we all could be our own uh, critics. <laughs> You know, um, I I think we're doing this quite well. Uh, yeah, I just bumped into a Rebbe today. I, I speak in different schools. I bumped into a Rebbe today. He's like, you know, Shurim are, Shurim people are just getting tired of Shurim. Somebody should do like a conversational kind of a podcast. And I didn't want to tell him, I'm Batman. You know, like <laughs> I'm doing that now. You know, so L'chaim, L'chaim, yes. I, for this episode of Israel, I brought one of my Israel glasses. This is, uh, for those listening, this is a gold star um, glass uh, that we're going to be using. And yes, I don't know, let's jump right into it. Um, experience. For this episode about Some Israel, your- I got a Costco cup. Because this is like gold in Israel, these Costco cups. You walk around in Israel one of these and I was like, you took up half your suitcase? You took 20 pounds of the 50 for those cups? What is wrong with you? Go ahead. But... He who laughs last laughs best when those <laughs> cups last you throughout the winter. Because Israeli hot cups, they melt on contact. They're like, That's oh, you wanted to hold the hot water. Huh. <laughs> we, we, we didn't see that coming. You know? Um, so, yes, I don't know. Give us some experiences. You, you, you kick this one off. Some of your best times in Israel. Living in Israel, you know, what? Talk to me. When I think, wow, I mean... It, 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 how do you sum up like so much of your life into like a, you know, into it's such a big part of not, it's not a big part. I don't even consider it a big part of, of our history. It's just a part of who we currently are. I still believe I'm Israeli. Like when my kids do something wrong, I still blame it on them being Israeli. I still tell everyone there's any, anyone who asks me, I, I'm like, I just moved here from Israel. I, I keep, I will always say that. I will keep saying that for forever. Um, I, I, well, first of all, I got married in Israel. Right, that's a that's I think that's an important thing. I not to an Israeli. Um, we met in America and we dated in America. Uh, my wife uh, Frida and I. Um, I was about to say Francine, which is also my wife's name. By the way, I wasn't confusing my wife. Um, it's, it's bo- yeah, both. Everyone of them is thinking. Well, he's Sfardi. <laughs> now he's Sfardi, so maybe there's two. I, I figured everyone. I, I figured you know. She, I, I don't. I didn't think she would be very happy about me saying the name Francine. But now it's out there anyway. So Francine and I um, met in New York and everything. But we got married. We decided to get married in Israel. Um, I had been learning over there. My and were there, and we just we really really wanted to live in Israel. And we figured the best way to do that was to start off. You know, being in Israel, and this is what I have to say. You know, I mean, the whole you know personal family concept of getting married in Israel. Of uh, you know, our grandmother and Mama was able to be there, and you know, all of our uncles and everything. So, 
We got married in Israel, and I just, I immediately fell in love with living there. It's not easy. People tend to believe that, like, moving to Israel is like, especially nowadays, this is what I keep hearing from people. They're like, that's it. America is going, uh, going down the tubes. I'm moving to Israel. I'm like, relax. relax. Yeah, I know what you think. Like, every, not every, so many Americans think that they're moving to Israel, and the Israelis are going to be, like, welcoming them with open arms and be like, thank you for moving here. Thank you for supporting Israel. Israel. No one's doing that. No, The minute that Nefesh Benefesh flight is over and you're out of that airport and in your apartment, it's over. Bezek is going to start hunting you down, telling you that you owe them money. You're like, I just moved here eight minutes ago. I don't even have a landline. <laughs> How the heck do I owe you money? They're like, from, from, from 2018 and 19. You're like, I haven't. I just moved here. And they will prove it. They will have your signature. They will prove it. And it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy. I, uh, one time, uh, one, I think it was one of my band one time said, the only people who have it easy moving to Israel um, are the people who go there in a box. And and it's very, very true. If you're going to get buried there, I think you'll, you might have an easy time. But other than that, if you're alive and kicking by the time you get there, you're, you're it's not going to be easy. But it's going to be worth it. I loved it. I, I just something, and it's also a Rabbi Berkowitz thing, you know, the the honesty of the Israelis. It seems like it's pushy. And, it doesn't seem. It is. It's pushy. It's shovey. It, it, it's, it's, it's in your face. But there's a beautiful honesty to that. They're... They're they're just real. There's such a reality there. So like just certain things of, of Israel, I'll never be able to have here. And that that to me was was like, and it sounds funny. Like you think you're leaving Israel. This is how I knew I was Israeli. Two two times I knew I was Israeli when I left, <laughs> and I realized that I wasn't gonna miss the Kotel. I feel bad saying this, but I wasn't gonna miss the Kotel. Um, I wasn't going to miss, you know, certain things. I was going to miss the ability to go up to the spot. That I did feel. But but other than that, I didn't feel like, you know, missing. I'm gonna, I was going to miss Rabbi Berkowitz's room. I was able to go every day. Um, I was going to miss that. And I was going to miss the Shuk on Fridays. That was like, the 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 Shuk on Friday was like my lifeline. It was it's so funny. Yeah, see, it, it, I hated the Shuk. With every ounce of my being, I just dislike the shook if there was an instacart in israel for the shook so then maybe i would have ended up with fresh fruit if not i will eat what the astronauts are eating i don't mind i just can't go to the shook tell me yes we never discussed this what do you like about the shook what do you like okay so there's a few things i always used to bring the guys first of all i i'm by nature i'm by nature i think a uh more of a Ari's gonna laugh at this, but I, I am. I'm more of a country boy. I think. I'm more he loves of it. A, <laughs> I am. I'm more of a of a mountain man. Oh, <laughs> it's the wow. reason everyone always thinks I have a beard because I'm a rabbi. It's not. That's not why. It's because I'm a mountain man. Wow. That's why. Sure. Because Davy Crockett calls me for survival advice. That's why. So I. Uh, I, I'm more of a, I'm not a city person. I know that. I'm just, I'm not a city person. And, but there's something about that shuck on a Friday. And I'm not a crowds person at all. I, I didn't go up to Mayrone. I went up like twice. One time with you. Remember that? Remember when we went from spot that time? But, um, and I, I, I didn't go to, I didn't go to any of these things. But the shuk on Friday was my life. That's, that's what I was saying. One of the ways I knew I was Israeli is that I'm in the shuk on a Friday, and I'm going through. And there was these seminary girls, and they were trying to take a picture like in the shuk on a Friday. It's like a thing. 
So they're trying to take a picture, and they're blocking the whole way. And I remember grumbling under my breath. I'm like, stinking tourists. Just, I'm trying to shop for Shabbos here. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I am definitely Israeli now because if I'm showing up to the Shuk to actually shop, like, I got to get back home in, with enough time to cook. This, I need this stuff. I'm not getting, like, you know, the candied nuts. I'm, I'm getting, like, fruits and vegetables and stuff I need to use for cooking for Shabbos. I was like, that's it. I think I, think I truly am uh, Israeli. It's also such a different life over there. I went over there to save five shekel. I traveled all the way to the Shuk to yes, save five shekel. That's how me, that was the living there. Of yeah, yes, but the much fifty percent chance you're returning with somebody else's kids to your house afterwards. For sure. <laughs> right? For sure. You're holding on to your kids and you're holding that. But you come home, you're like, oh my gosh, you look so much like Azriel, but you're not. Oh no, I brought again. It happened again. I brought home somebody else's kids. You know, another it, redhead. It just. Another red hat. How was I supposed to know? You know, it was just it was just no, so packed over there. So I used to love going through with my kids. I would take some of my guys. I would take some of my kids and Arab Shabbos. So Arab Shabbos is my thing. We'll talk about that one time. Just like Shabbos is my is my church and Shabbos I believe in. It's my thing. I just I love it. I just love ever since I'm a little 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 kid. I just I love Shabbos. And I would and I would take the stroller because that that was the that's the Israeli minivan. Like you got to put the stuff in something. I, there was no kid in the stroller. Like now that I'm saying it, it sounds so weird. But over there it was totally normal. You would take the stroller shopping with you so that you can put it, put everything inside. There's definitely a bunch of guys, by the way, right now if they're listening to this in like Machal and Maldafna that are like, "What are you? T-? Yeah, of course you take the stroller. I don't. Yeah. You're so Hello, far Yossi. removed, buddy. <laughs> is there anything? Is there anything on planet Earth that cannot be moved from point A to point B? In a baby stroller. In a, in a uh, it depends on the stroller. This is why people show up to Israel with bugaboos, but they don't they don't keep them much. They don't keep them too long. You no. got to get one of those jogger ones. You got to get the city minis. You can lay something flat. You can't right. ride the city minis. You can lay something flat. So I would go through with my kids, and um, it was just this insane energy that was going on. People screaming and yelling and fighting and this and that. This crazy energy going on. You know, street performers. Just all these things happening. And I would turn in the center of the shuk. I was the guy. They hated me. I w- but I would stop with my kids and with the guys, and I would turn to everyone, and I'd be like, guys, just look around and feel this for one second. Feel all of this and realize this is all happening for one reason. If all this insanity, if you came on Tuesday, it wouldn't look like this. All this insanity is happening because no matter who you see and how they're dressed or how they look, they're all preparing for Shabbos. Even if they don't believe in Shabbos, they're preparing for Shabbos. It's an unbelievable idea. Where else in the world can you go to find a person who doesn't believe that there's a God having to do his shopping in the Shuk on a Friday for Shabbos? He doesn't even know he's shopping for Shabbos. He's preparing for Shabbos and he doesn't even know he's doing it because the Shuk is about to close. And they're all, everyone's getting ready and you have Arabs yelling and Jews yelling and nothing matters. Shabbos trumps everything over there because we're getting down. To, if you weren't Jewish, if you weren't religious, if you didn't know anything and you just got dropped into the shuk on a Friday, you would think there was a, there was a storm coming. You would think that, that, that the whole country is getting locked down. You, you wouldn't know or they were giving away something for free. You would have no idea what's going on over there. And the only answer to all the insanity, to the calm, to the storm before the calm, is Shabbos. And you can feel it was palpable there. You got, you get psyched from it. You get so, just the, the train is packed and you can't breathe, but you know why. 
You know why? It's not just to go to some unnamed place to feel some unnamed thing. It's so that everyone's going home to do the same thing as you. It's it's yep. it's this unbelievable unity. Yep. That for me was always yep. a shakan shabbos. And aside from the fact I love the food that they have and the cooking and everything. <laughs> we'll get to that one time. Shout out to my boy Beautiful. Izzy in the olive shop. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, like, like uh, just to start off then the discussion about Eretz Yisrael, um, you know, you with the, with the shuk, you know, my Friday was different, I, but it's, you know, it's the simplicity because like the way you put it that like you're, you're a country boy, to tell the truth, even in the thick of the Israeli city lifestyle, everybody's also bets I'm a country boy, meaning yeah. everybody still lives simply. Everybody still yeah. has a simplicity to them. Um, so, Yassi, because I'm richer than you, because I in Israel had more money um, than you, I was able to afford a minivan. Um, my minivan was an electric bike, though. Um, and um, on, on said electric bike, um, I would go on Friday and pick up Azriel uh, from his yeshiva, and <laughs> I'd show up with two helmets. <laughs> Yassi... All the kids and every kid was like, Azriel Ben Shushan's Abba is a millionaire. He's showing up with an electric bike and Azriel's going on the back of it. I guess he just left the helicopter at home because on Fridays he doesn't use it. But certainly this guy has to be, yeah, they're, they're just rolling. Just, they're doing okay. I'm just thinking to myself, there's, just, there's no way people would get away with this in America. I... If you came yes, to your said, kids' I American said, school to pick them up on the back of your bike, <laughs> they would call child ling, protective ling, services. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all there is to it. Yes, the first, when I moved to L.A., one of the first things I said to one of the really wealthy people supporting us, I said, by the way, I, he was like talking about cost of living. I said, it's okay. I have an electric bike. Because <laughs> he was talking about having two cars. I said, two cars? Why in the world? I, I have an electric bike. He's like, please don't. He's like, please don't. I, I'm, I'm like, please don't oh. what? Be cool? Because. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, wait, I totally I forgot. You brought it. You brought it with you from Israel. <laughs> you brought it on your lift. I did. <laughs> Yossi, I brought loser. it on my lift. hundred percent. I'm a loser. But Yossi, don't worry. Israel had its last laugh because I got Israeli insurance on my lift and they crushed my electric bike to smithereens. It doesn't work. And I tried to collect money from them and they said, call Bezek because we believe you owe them money. You know, they gave me the runaround. Uh, to this day, I'm still waiting for my, oh, it's an expensive electric bike. But um, I will put Oz on the back of the bike, yes. And we would just zip over to like five different stores. I wouldn't go to the Shuk, but I would go to get the Chalas from one store. We would go to Maisha's to go get their amazing eclairs, to go get their Kakish cake, and we would pile it up. And there was Simcha Shabbos everywhere, every block, every corner. Like you were saying inside the Shuk. So in the Shuk, it was like putting, putting the speaker up to 11. You know, over there, it was just rampant. Um, but everywhere you go on Friday, it was just so electric. In the ear, it was just this feeling of, that's it. You know, it, it, it's kind of, Oz and I would just drive around, and there's a certain ease, there's a certain relaxation, but also a certain feeling of responsibility to what has to happen. And then finally, when you get home with all the bags, and you feel 
Yes, and coming from the shuk or coming from Oz and I on the bike, when you come home with the bags, our poor wives are busy cooking. They're like cleaning the walls. They have to stop because we feel like we found <laughs> the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Uh, Naomi, you have to see what I bought. She's like, really, do I? Because I have 12 things cooking. You decided to invite 13 people for tonight's meal at the last minute. What, Ari, what? And I take out peppers, and I'm look at the different colors. And I take out the wine, which she can't stand wine. I'm like, it's a, and, and all these different things that you come out with, and you set them up on your counter, and you look at it. She's like, how long does it have to be on the counter? <laughs> I'm trying to clean up. <laughs> We would make centerpieces. We would make centerpieces on our tables just from what we bought in the shook. <laughs> it was like, uh, just like all the, all, just the bags, even just the bags of everything that we bought in the shook. I, I honestly, I, I don't think I'm going to make it through this one. I don't think I'm going to make it through and, this uh, this episode because here see, without uh, without coming breaking. home, coming Ooh. home from Trader Joe's and, and trying to put what you bought in Trader Joe's on your table. <sighs> no, it just doesn't. Doesn't have the same effect. It doesn't have the same. Oh, I don't think so, I'm going to make it through this one. Yeah, this is very hard for me. This is this is this is, uh, this is very hard. Honestly, I I think I need therapy. I I uh, I haven't spoken about the uh, shopping in Israel on a Friday in in in, in I, I think since I left. Really, I haven't. You know, you see, the, the going the, the, one thing you just said. One thing you just said that really got to me. The, the going to different stores. You know, you, you don't get a banana and a carrot at the same store over there. You know. You gotta, you gotta go to the so place that sells the good bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta go to the place that sells the good bananas because most of them are green. Just, but the, there's that one place that sells the good bananas, but everything else in the store is rotten. So you gotta go there for that, and then you, and then you go all the way back for the, uh, for the candy or for whatever it was. Those days, what? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So yes, that was a mistake. I'm sorry. Like we shouldn't have just jumped into it because now we're like just completely. Sideswiped emotionally. Now we need to, to jump now right we need to lay down shopping. Yeah, but um, I, I know you know, but obviously you know people are starting to thinking like, my gosh, these Benchushans are really crazy because all they're talking about is the fact that they're so proud that they shopped. Okay, so so let's let's now zoom out the camera a little bit uh, in in the totality of it. Like you got married in Israel, I got married in in New York um, in two thousand and five uh, in the summer, and then but we moved right to Israel. Yes, you know, it's interesting. I think something that we didn't, I, I just realized this this minute, somebody that we owe a lot to um, for helping us there. I showed up to Israel with my wife, um, Avi, Avi Ben-Shushan, our brother. Avi was living right. there already. Um, Avi was by Rev Berkowitz's Kolo. We showed up there. Avi found me in my apartment, um, and we moved in. And I was planning to learn in the Mir Yeshiva. And then the first night, like, my wife was so lonely. Uh, then Ramada Shkol was completely not religious. My wife was so right. lonely. And after I went to the mirror, after one day, she said to me, Ari, why can't we just go back and do what you're doing in Lakewood? You know, if you're sitting and learning in a big yeshiva, but at least I'll have my family. So I said to her, Naomi, you're 100% right. And like a good husband, yes, the next day, I didn't go to the mirror. I went right to Rev Berkowitz. And I said to them, my wife wants me to leave. I said, I have to fast forward. I thought I'd be in the mirror for a year or two. I said, but... Um, I have to find something in Eretz Yisrael that is not in America. And Avi was there, and obviously he, you know, he pushed for me to get in. And I came back to my wife, and I said, Naomi, please give me these three years to get my smicha to become something that I always wanted to become, and God bless her. And that's where life started out. You know, that's where our, um, my wife and I, and I believe yours as well, but we have so much to thank to Avi um, that he really helped us 
to be able to get into uh, the the mode of things. And uh, so we started out there in Eretz Yisrael, and the learning over there is bliss. But I think more than that, um, everybody else was leaving that first Pesach. Like we were there, and I have to tell you, the thing that really was the the glue that bound me to Eretz Yisrael was that first Pesach. Everybody else was flying home. We didn't have the money. We just didn't have, you know, God bless my in-laws, God bless mommy and Abba. But there was only, you know, so much that they could help out with. We weren't living on one their of the biggest favors. One of the biggest favors we ever did for ourselves or anyone else is a not to have money while we were there because you can get crazy distracted while you're there. But but that's for a different time. But staying there for Israel, uh, saying staying there for Israel, staying there for Pesach. Wow, yeah, that is a good point. Everyone thinks that Sukkot is the time to go, and I vehemently disagree. Sukkot is beautiful, but that's when really um so many of the Taurus and everything else pack in Pesach. Everybody who doesn't really connect leaves, and everybody who just can't get enough stays. And um, that's really the truth. And in our first year, Yas, I, I'll, I'll never forget this. So we didn't have um, a candelabra. My wife and I, we didn't uh, own a silver candelabra. I don't know what happened. You know, Mommy and Abba, uh, you know, Baruch Hashem, they helped us out as much as they could, but there wasn't money for that. So by Rev Berkowitz, we would take these tests every single month, uh, and they would pay you extra money to take those tests. And Aunt Sonia, uh, shout out to our, the best aunt ever, Aunt Sonia. Best aunt um, ever. She would always, like whenever we would visit, she would always hand One us like a little envelope ever. with funny money with euros or, or with like, you know, is this the currency they're using now in Antarctica? Is this blubber? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and sure enough, I, I, went to, uh, I went to Dave to go and exchange money. And he's like, oh, blubber? Okay, yeah. You know, <laughs> he opened up his fridge and he was able to exchange it for me. <laughs> and yes, I was able, I had a little envelope that I was saving all my little shekels in, all my little money over the course of the first year. And Naomi and I, she had no idea that I was saving it inside. It was a secret. And we decided to stay for Pesach. Now, I had enough money in that envelope to either fly us home for Pesach and surprise her with that. But I decided, no, no, we're going to make it happen. We're going to kosher our home. Shana Rishona. We're going to make it happen over here. And instead, we went walking down the street one day in Geula. And I took the envelope with me. We walked by Haddad Brothers. And I said to Naomi, let's go inside and just look at the candelabra. She's like, Ari, why? We don't have. I said, Naomi, let's go inside and look. We go inside, and she picked the most beautiful one that she loved. And she put it down, and she said, Ari, one day, one day, you know, we're going to get this one. And yes, it was Lumiere. It was beautiful. It, 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 was, it was perfect. <laughs> and I said, today's that day. Yes, Ben Shushan men don't really get to shine <laughs> all that much. And so when we do, it's just... etched. <laughs> it's etched <laughs> in our memory. You know, I took you peaked out my too sp- early. You peaked too early. Yeah. It was downhill from there. There was never going to be another envelope after that. <laughs> it's the truth. Like she thought, wow, this guy has so many things up his sleeve. I'm like, nope, might as well tear off the sleeves. That's it. There's nothing left. I pulled out the sweaty envelope and I prayed to God that there's enough money. How stupid would I have felt if it was like, sir, there's only $12 in here. <laughs> You're so sure. I'm like, Naomi, I guess we're buying pizza. And that's your. But we took out the envelope. And sure enough, we had just enough. And we bought it. That Pesach was a defining moment um, for my connection to Eretz Yisrael. Because 
Everybody else who went home, everybody else who left, they had no idea. But making Pesach at home ended up becoming like just the greatest gift ever. And that really moved me to eventually figure out a way to um, fife the system, I guess, as they say, when you are signed on to Nerla Elef, and thank you, Nerla Elef, for helping support, and thank you to Rev Berkowitz and Jerusalem Kolo, thank you to Rabbi Blackman, thank you um, to the fundraisers over there that really um, helped support us, uh, Josh. You didn't win an award. You didn't win an award. You didn't win an award. Sorry, yes, again. This is the Grammys. I don't know why you're thinking. I know. I, I, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm holding this. No, but yes. But like, a hakar is a type to those people. A hakar is a type to those people who, who helped us through those years. Um, at the end of it, you're supposed to leave. When, you, when you're done with Rev Berkowitz's Kolo, you're supposed to go do Kiruv. You're supposed to move somewhere, go be Makar of the Cucumbers in, in, in Arkansas, you know, like, like go far out. And I found a loophole which said that if you open up a yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael that doesn't exist, so then you can stay in Eretz Yisrael. And we jumped at it. You know, after three years, uh, we were in love. We were just in love with Eretz Yisrael. And I opened up Ruach Hayim. Um, it was a post-high school yeshiva for Sephardic boys. Um, and that was amazing, you know. And, and that's really uh, the growth process. Uh, I'm going to say one more thing, yes, and then we're, we're going to jump. Just want, yes, what do you think? A Shunnery Shona person, what's the best country to spend it in? I, I, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because I'm saying, I don't know, I, you know, <clears throat> all, all things considered, I don't know. Also, I've realized I don't know kids nowadays. I'm saying, like, I don't know, I don't know, I call them kids. Um, I don't know people getting married right now. I, I, you know, you never know. You never know what, what, the, uh, what the thing is. I don't like, you know, it was like when we used to recruit for Israel. Where's the best place to spend your year out? You know, and I, I've always said, you know, Israel, Israel, Israel. But, you know, it's not it's just not always the case. You know, I, I can say. But for me, the, there is no question in the world that my my, you know, not only my philosophy in life or, or things like that, but my marriage, my 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 children, my my. My ideas on, on on so many things are raising children. You know, if if you know, if we were in, uh, if we were here, you know, um, um, Robertson Spetner, you know, things like that. You know, that you get over there, the concept there is just so different. It's just so for me, everything was built off of that. I can't say that it would be like that for everyone, but for me, everything there was built built off of that. You know, I think some people go and and it's just too hard. It it, it could be too difficult for them, and they don't, and, and they can't. You know, they haven't been trained to, to really deal with that, especially people nowadays or people getting married right now. A lot of them haven't been trained that, that things are going to be really, really difficult and and there's no customer service and, you know, and, and all these other, you know, it, it could be really, really hard for people. But for me personally, there is no question that, like, uh, you know, I just – I loved it. Like, when I went out – so we moved we moved to the same way. We, we both moved to Ramada Shkall, you know, and um, – we both Yossi moved to Ramada Shkol. Yossi doesn't mean him and his wife, like as if that's shocking. Uh, he no, means, you and he I. means Yossi and myself. I'm just telling the people listening, when you say we yeah. moved, you know, yeah, we were an item, yeah. yes, but <laughs> not so much, you know. <laughs> yeah. we, we stayed, Pe- no, People you think, and Yossi, I... we live in the same house now. You know, people think like, oh, right. the Majushan <laughs> brothers, they're just, no, 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 no. It, it's, it's, it's actually shocking that Yossi and I actually did end up in the same place. It's Hashem, but keep, keep on going, Yossi. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, it, no, so I, I just want to point that out. It really was. Like, we were together for 
many years. I'm saying like we 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 don't really no, we didn't really notice that, but that is really the the case. Like we noticed it afterwards when people started pointing it out to us. Like I I never cognitively knew that you and I lived across the street from each other. It was just, and then someone was saying, oh you know, oh so you also have a brother that lives in Israel then? Because I thought you were the same person or whatever. I was like, no no I have a brother. Yeah, he lives across the street from me. I'm like, oh yeah, he lives across the street from me. Like I I you know I never really. But it's important to be – so when we were in uh, Ramana Shkol, so I was in Paran, Paran 4, and it was like there was no one. There was, there was no one in that building then. There was not a single – I don't think there was a single religious person in that whole building. I think it was all Chiloni Israelis at that time. Um, Paran was so Chiloni. There was actually a pet store for, and, and dog grooming on Paran then. You remember that? And uh, and Sam's Bagels, Sam's Bagels, <laughs> Sam's Bagels own Paran. They had a craze. They knew, they knew to come in with their fifteen dollars salads before you know anything, uh, anything. What do you call it? Well, there was Nina's. I, yes, there was Nina's before. Right. Remember Nina's? Before there yeah, was a waffle bar. Yeah, that's right. Nina's Elavashalma wasn't that. Uh, yeah. So um, we had yeah. So we lived there, and then we both ended up within I don't know. I don't remember any a lot of this timeline, but um, Alana Rafal, um, our brother-in-law uh, Rafal Farhi, Rabbi Farhi, and our sister Alana also lived there with us um, down the block, also. And then we all moved, or I think they moved to Machal first. No, they moved to Machal first, and then you moved to Mal Dafna, and then I moved to Machal. Well, Yossi, Hashem, Hashem loves you, and Hashem loves me because we both only lived in two apartments in the yeah. twelve to thirteen years. Alan and Rafal, Alan and Rafal, you know they had that kind of a luck where they were moving up the block and down the block. They they were in a, a you know a few different and and that's another one of the difficulties I guess moving there. When when I asked you Shunri Shunner, where's the best place to stay? That that's exactly what I was thinking too. Meaning that a lot right. of people think that it's uh, well you have to go to Eretz Yisrael, and you don't have to go to Eretz Yisrael. And yes, I just want to say that this is the reason why I brought up that point. If you're not going to Eretz Yisrael to learn, no, 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 don't the, go. Yeah, then please don't go because then, then, then you're just going to be showing yourself to your wife as everything that you told her on your dating. You're just a liar. Meaning, you you, you told her that you go to Shachris and that you were the best guy in the mirror, and you and Rabbi Allison call each other by the first name basis. And when she finds out that um, you right. never went, and you know, so so that's it. But for the people who do go, to me, there's one big plus. There's the two of you against the world. There's the two of you making it, and there's no safety net. And to me, there's right. a value to that if the two of you are ready uh, to be able to go and do that. You know, there's something so true. beautiful about that. It's true. It's true. But, you know, I, I mean, just, you know, I, got, I guess in addition, I'm not disagreeing really, but in addition to it, you know, I just, people, people need to understand about going there that like, you know, if you're not, if you're not going to learn, then, then and, and you're going just to, you know, have a year away or have it, it's just not the right place to do it it just really isn't it, it, there's so much around it there's so much to do there's so much also what you could be gaining what you could like yes, it, it's, so a give advice. it's a lot it's yes 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 give it it's advice. a lot a, a young couple right now they just got married they want to go to her just role give them advice like from our experiences give it somebody just called you up now and said yes you've been so my advice um, you really want to know my advice my, my advice for for the young couple moving over there everyone's gonna hate i'm telling you right now my advice for the young couple moving over there, if it's Shana or Shona specifically, and I and I'm a hypocrite, I'll I'll openly admit that. But I think it was a little bit different in my situation. But everyone's going to think that, so don't give yourself an out on this. Don't 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 have anyone over for Shabbos. 
go go you go out somewhere go to your rebbe go go to wherever to try to keep a certain you know uh, um a certain respect of of your spending of like all these different things these people make these shabbos meals that are like insane it's like it's like they they wake up on tuesday because they uh you know they passed out on shabbos from from the whole meal like that's not that's not what going there is that's not what it's supposed to be you know when we went there well when we went there it was to live there honestly i don't even think you know this ari when we went there frina and i were looking i don't think we knew what we were talking about back then and we were a little bit idealistic we were looking in, into moving to hebron we wanted to live in hebron and we found out there's a waiting list believe it or not ashrechem israel there's a waiting list to live in Hebron. I thought, like every American, I was like, I'm going to live in Hebron. I thought they were going to give me Yassi. the best Yassi, room in the it. highest castle. <laughs> you were doing it for one reason, to finally only have to own one pair of pants. That's, and it. that's it. And sandals. Cargo pants. Cargo pants and sandals. And, and that's sandals. all. That's it. I could have I gotten away with it finally. And... And I'm saying if if you're going there, you know, definitely, you know, definitely have that as uh, as a thing. I, I'm just I'm picking on the Shabbos meals part of it. But if you're going to connect, then do that. Don't don't infuse your life with a million other people now. And and the guys you had in yeshiva and this and that and what do you call? It? Go to do that. Go go to 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 build, you know that that. Now take it from there, you know. If people are going to be going to Israel and you're going to set, you know, set the amount of time that you want to go for also, like have, have a, a realistic vision of how long you want to go for. If you want to live there, then great. You know, we tried living there. It's just, you know, like, you know, a bunch of different plans, but okay, great. You know, um, um, but there was like certain things over there that you could just, you can't get over here. You know, you're, it, it's so easy to be from over there. It's so easy. It's so easy to enjoy Yiddishkeit over there. Uh, one one thing someone said to my wife when we were leaving was that uh, was amazing. While we were leaving, she said, "Now you're going to finally realize what it means to sacrifice to be a Jew." And my wife was like, "What are you talking about? You know, we we just missed like most of the stabbings by like five minutes. Like we we've had rocks thrown at it. Like we, you know, all these things. Like what do you mean I'm going to finally?" She was like, "In Israel, you know, you're a Jew. There's nothing like." You you know Hanukkah is coming you know a month beforehand because Sofganiot are out. The second that's done, they're starting to sell costumes for Purim. The the country is living your life. It, it's unbelievable, especially if you're in Yerushalayim. Yeah. In this, in the, like, the deeper you are and more insular you are, the more like you can never forget that any that Rosh Hashanah is coming, that anything's happening. You wake up in the morning, look out your window, and every kid is running around in a white shirt. You know it's Rosh Hashanah that day, even if you had no like. It, it's so everything is is infused. Religion is infused, and your phone kind is infused with so much meaning over there. And then you move somewhere else. I'll never forget. A friend of mine said, "I was like, uh, he, he was yeah, I, when I was in Israel, he was here, and he sent me a message. I forgot what it was. And I was like, really? I, I as a joke, I said to him, really? You're doing that during Elo? And he started la- He sent me back a voice note laughing. He's like, yeah, see, it's America. It's not Elul September. All right, there's no, there's no, there's no Elul here until you know until it starts to make tshuva. It's not, you know, so, you don't, you don't feel, you don't hear people blowing shofar at four in the morning for zero reason, just because you know it, it's a week into Elul. You know, you you, it, it's so so you go to to. To infuse yourself with that, there's so yeah. much there to infuse yourself with, and it doesn't happen. I'll say it. I don't care. And and it doesn't happen if you're focusing on how many points it takes to get that hotel that you want for the weekend. Right. So yes, I I'm, I'm gonna I, mic drop on this that. Is, I, I want to. That's very good. That's very good. Although 
a shout out to the Dead Sea when it was like <laughs> when it was three thousand points. points. When it was three thousand points of Starwood points to get the nicest room over there. Man, oh man! Up until all of the points guys who never went to first say to realize that they can book all of the rooms and then charge people for it. Hashem Atzel. We're going to get right back to our episode, but right now we would like to talk just for a minute about our incredible sponsor, Yad La'achem. So yes, we're talking, this episode, we're talking this episode about you know, the difficulties of living in Israel, um, but certainly uh, the champions of Israel, the champions, the heroes of the ones who within Israel life itself, we, you and I, didn't know. We didn't see it. We heard about it. But it wasn't something that the regular everyday Joe in Israel would ever possibly see. But yes, what Yad La'achem sees, a very different Israel that you and I saw. Yes, can, can, can you explain? What does Yad La'achem see? It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable what these guys are doing. It's really incredible what they're doing. They are modern-day Jewish action heroes. It's, they're going in to Arab villages, Arab territories, and they are getting women who are being, and children that are being held there. I mean, the you know, uh, from the Sonal Gans was de- was uh, describing it to Asari how like this guy will be speaking Hebrew and be so sweet and so nice, and the next thing that they know, they're taken in and they're living in this hell, in this crazy hell as captives, basically, and. Uh, Yad Lachem yes. goes in there. They have 21 social workers wor- working around the clock with these people. They have 1,500 cases a year. Can you imagine that? 1,500 of these cases a year. That's insane. And they go in and they save them. They set them up. It's unbelievable. You can, uh, Ari, you have the, you have the website. Where, where can people so go look, to donate? So because this is what I want people to say. have got to get I on this. I want people to get out. I want people to get out, and I want people to take a part in this. So, yes, I want them to go to saveaworld.org. They made this website specifically. Saveaworld.org, I believe. Saveaworld.org. They made this specifically yeah. for our website. So, yes, by the way, if you want a free trial for something and you need to put in an email address you haven't used yet or whatever, yeah. maybe you can use that. Saveaworld.org. And they also they have a call. phone number. That's yeah, they, they uh, 718 633 2340. It's 718 633 2340. And just so imagine the zakhut yeah. of, of having these people on your side now, generations of Jews that are saved because of you. Because of you. So, really, really, that's incredible. Yad La'achim doing an incredible job. Again, one more time. That is saveaworld.org. And now we're getting right back into our episode. Incredibly, yes, there was something that Rebirkwood said, and you remember this. You said this so, so many times, but I think that this is advice that I would give. Rebirkwood said, you don't know the Israelis and you can't judge or comment about them until you understand their humor, until you get what makes them laugh. And what he was saying is, is that stop wanting the VIP experience of watching everything from the outside as if you're touring through a zoo and you're watching the animals in their cages. If you're coming here and you're touring everything, and I don't mean going on a tour, I mean the way that you're living. Yes, you remember there were certain people who used to move into an apartment and spend $15,000 to redo it, and they're there for a year? You know, what they were basically saying is, is that we need to literally bring every last bit of American lifestyle into our reality or else for us, we can't exist. And 
that's such a shame because no, 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 no. What you're doing with that is you're building boundaries around the simplicity. And instead, you're bringing in complications. Enjoy the simplicity. I feel that the Israeli lifestyle is something that's so simplistic. And if you're going there, what you're meant to really be driving at is the simplicity of it, is seeing the fact that there are beautiful little Yushalmi kids who live in tiny apartments and that they are so happy with really not much going to school every single day with just their lachmania eser and that's it and but just joyous and that you don't have to fill your kids times with different things yes the first thing that i had a problem over here when i moved here was i had to like do activities for my kids and stuff and in eretz Yisrael, all we did was send them out to gan machal and just hope that if they came home with a dead cat so then we'll be able to throw it into the garbage so that nobody can see you know for days that was really they would be in gan machal for days yeah, for, they would be there for, for days, days at a time uh, and, <laughs> and and, and it, it, it wasn't something, you know, yes, honestly, my first year, and even this year, you know, you you ever walk into yeshiva, you remember back in Eretz Roll, and guys would be like, hey, Rabbi, happy Thanksgiving. And you're like, oh, that's today? Oh, that's the last thing of November? Whereas over here, there's almost trepidation. There's always a, a buildup to it. And like you're saying that people should tap into the fact that if you're going for the year, don't think that you're coming and that you know everything. Instead, come like you're a spit in the bucket and learn from everything. Come with the humility that is demanded of a person who you grew up in New York or you grew up in a, a different part of the world. You grew up in England. It doesn't make a difference, but you come thinking that you know so much when in truth, honesty, you have been literally just drinking the Kool-Aid of the societies of the world which have been running contradictory to everything that the Torah stands for and now you're coming to a place that finally you could get set straight if only you can find the humility to allow for that to be set straight I right. I, 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 can, I really you... feel that people who come with that attitude yes it's just such a different ball game it's such a different experience and like you're saying couples meals Rev Berkowitz would yell and scream please don't have couples meals because again it brings you to a journey of comparison it brings you to a place of looking what others have Israeli lifestyle is never looking what others have Israeli lifestyle is always an introspective lifestyle of looking inwards and that's not what you came there for and honestly man Yas, I just miss the simplicity I, 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 there's no question. There's no question of simplicity. Also, like over there, you know, people might disagree with me on this, but there's a search, certain snoot over there that that's ingrained. What I mean by that is, is that like, if you go too fancy over there, you're a little bit self-conscious about it. Like yeah, see, when, when if, I got a car, my yeah, last I was about year, to say the car. I was about to say. When go I ahead. got my car the last year. Anyone who said you got a car, I gave like eight excuses. I was like, well, you, you got to understand, you got to understand something. My, my kid's in a special gun, and I can't get there in time. And my wife, got, really, we found it. My wife had to go all the way to Tavaria to get it because it was the only place that we were able to afford it. Like, I was, I was free. Like, I didn't want anyone. So, so what was that? I mean, I could look, I could delve into that in my own mind and figure out why I felt so self-conscious and not turn it into a good thing. But at the end of the day, it was because everything over there is like, is like you want to be as real as possible, and that, and that was your goal was to be as real as possible. And and one of the reasons that that our kids were always so entertained and always so what do you call it? Though I'm sure our wives might disagree with some of that, but we, our kids were always so entertained and, and, and the like was 
you know, when you live in that building, when you live in a building and you don't have, you know, 15 bedrooms to send your kids to or, or you know, playrooms on top of dens, on top of offices, on top of whatever to send your kids to, they go to the neighbor. You know, I, you know how many of my neighbor's kids passed out on my couches, you know, all the time, you know, because it was bedtime, like whatever it is, they came like later on to get them or whatever. It was – and my kids to them. It was – it was such a, David, yes. You remember Yisrael David? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yisrael oh, David. David. Oh, wow. We had the little Hasidic kid who lived in... Oh, I miss him. Yes, yeah, yes. We only really place. have like a minute or two a minute or two left. I got to say the story, right. though, about Yisrael David. I, I have Go to. For it. Beautiful Go little Hasidic kid with long payalach. His father's a tzaddik. He's the one in charge of putting all the oil and all the different um, kvarim, all the different places around Eretz Yisrael. Yes, Yisrael David, when he was about five years old, and this is Eretz Yisrael in a nutshell. When he was about five years old, we had in the back, like in the buildings, they had like a backyard with a grass area and some trees. And I was walking down to go to our Sameach to go teach. And Yisrael David was making himself a treehouse inside this tree. He's on top. And I see us. The first thing Yisrael David is doing is he tied a rope to a, a, a washing cup. And it's hanging. Wow. It's hanging, Yas. And I said to him, Shal David! I said, What are you doing with the Natilas Yadayim cup? And he looked at me like I was crazy. And he said, This is my stube. He said, This is my house. I said, No. He said, Yes, he said, This is my house. And so obviously the first thing I'm wow. going to do is I'm going to hang this there to make it Kadosh. That's amazing. Yeah, so we have we, you could you could do stories. You could do Israel stories all day. I was one time. I was in the. Uh, this is the most Israeli story I think I have. Fun with it. This is the most Israeli story. It's not. It's not even a. It's just. See, okay, this is a great story to use. I'll tell you why. Certain people are gonna be like, that sounds horrible, and then you think about it and you're like, oh wow, okay. So I was in the I was in the post office. This is when we. This is when in the Doar. This is when we um, when we lived on Paran, so our bank was the Doar because the bank is the Doar, and I went to um, I went to take out money to go to go pay rent. So I go to take out money to go pay rent, and I was paying like three months at a time or something like that. And I used to pay in cash because why not? So I used to pay like three months at a time in cash. It was three four months at a time in cash. So I go, I have to wait on that massive line in the Doar, and I finally get up to the front. And I, uh, I give the lady my, uh, my um, withdrawal receipt thing, my withdrawal form. And she looks at it and she says, you want all this in cash? So I said, yeah, please, if you have an envelope, which they never have envelopes. And they, don't, they look at you so crazy when you ask them for an envelope for 30,000 shekel you're about to take out or whatever. They're like, they're like, what envelope? I don't understand what that is. Like they, they get so freaked out by it. And she's like, uh, she's like you're going to take all this money with you? So I said, yeah. She's like, it's too much. So I said, I, I have a limit on my account to take out. She's like, no. I was like, did you do? now this did happen before. I'm like, do you not have enough money in the door to give me the bank? Does the bank not have enough money to give me the millionaire that's taken out three months worth of rent? Like that's. She's like, no, no, we have it. I'm like, so then what's the issue? She's like, no one should walk around with that much money. It's dangerous. <laughs> Give me my money. What are you doing? How are you even? Now in Israel, I could have sued her for not minding her own business and for not this and for not that and offending me somehow and this and that. 
but it was so beautiful. She was legitimately, she was this old smarty lady. She was legitimately worried about me. Walk, she was trying to talk me out of it. She asked me, I swear, promise you, she said these words. She said, maybe call the Baldira and ask him if you could pay half now and half next week. So wow. that I'm like, stop working it out with me. I'm fine. <laughs> Give me the money. What is wrong with you? It was, but it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, maybe they can't mind their own business and maybe they, they you know, are pushy and shovey, but it all comes from the most real, absolute place. Yes, I know someone in Maldonado right now is thinking it's easy for you guys to say that from Cleveland and L.A. right now. <laughs> but, but the truth is, is that you develop that, and then when you come back here or when you're somewhere else in a big city or in a big thing, you, you, you tend to feel the loss of it, I promise you. You tend to start seeing the other side of it, and you're like, where's my Israeli? Where's, where's, you know, where, where's that Jew that's just going to yell at me for being, for being stupid a lot of times? Yeah. Yes, you know, when, when, when we were leaving in the last time, and this was something else. I got so emotional. And it's something so funny. Tonight, it was actually petrifying. One of my kids, Yas, took a plastic black gun and it ended up underneath our stroller. And you know, we're moving out of Israel. You know, we're trying to. So we're there in the airport and we're going through security. And <laughs> we have a gun underneath. <laughs> And, um, and the way it works with the strollers in Israel, people don't know. Or maybe the, you, the city mini, you can just fold up and you put it right through. You put it right through. You have to have, a, you have, to have one hand operation on Israeli strollers. This is, this is good advice. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's moving to Israel, you need a one hand operating one hand. stroller. You can't be Because don't the other go, hand is busy holding more than two kids. Don't go fancy, go practical. 100%. The city mini, the city jogger all day. You know, that, that, just a one pull up. And I put it onto the thing, it goes through. Now, this is Israeli airport shin bet security people. They don't mess, and everybody always hates them. Bleep, it goes through, and I see the lady turn to the guy and like, and the guy looks, and I'm like, what's going on? He's like, he's like, eh, maybe you can come here for one second. So I went over to him, and he said, <laughs> um, that, guy. that that guy, ch chilled. He's like, Maybe one of your children put a plastic gun inside your thing and you want to redo this? I said, what are you talking about? He opens up. He's like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. He's like, if you were in any other airport in the world, protocol is we murder you and your family. You know, protocol <laughs> is, is just to teach you a lesson. We just take you out back and we just... He said, but I get it. You have so many kids with you. Obviously, a plastic gun is going to end up inside your thing. He said, can I just throw it out? I, I'm like, what? You know, they're so genuine. And it, it took a long time to finally get for us to be able to see that genuine. And really, I think that our effect, Yossi, of how we taught our students and how they teach boys in Israel and girls in seminaries in Israel, I think that it's a direct correlation to what the city and what the country itself, the vibes that it gives off. You know, yes, back in Eretz Yisrael, we expect, we want students to call us day and night with their problems. You want to knock on our door at 2 o'clock in the morning? We will answer you at 2 o'clock in the morning. There's no such thing as like space because there is no space. And all of Israel, though, is like that. Whereas over here, I find in America now, and I was dealing with a boy a few weeks back, and I, and I, I said to him, try to counsel him in certain things. And I said to him, anytime you need me, anytime, never call me, you know, we'll be able to talk. 
And sure enough, he was going through something, and his mom sent me a message. He, I said, have him call me. She said, well, my son feels that it's the nighttime now, and that's not the time to, to call. You know, this guy was used to going to therapists or different things where, you know, well, well I guess we'll just pick up with this next week. You know, right, is, actually, yeah. Be, One thing, yeah. Yeah, because the whole Irish stroll is that. That's how we lived. Yeah. One thing I would just, uh, you know, I just want to end with, in all honesty, though, the one thing, if there's one thing, because I was thinking to myself, I even have my notes, like, say one thing that you wouldn't want to take from Israel to, to have here. And like, yeah, the Shuk Fridays or Robert share or my neighbors that were there. Nothing as my neighbors here. Love you guys. But I'm just saying any of that. Yeah, yeah, great. Just one thing. And it sounds so silly, but I don't know what it is. It's just this is a personal thing. This isn't. I just I want my kids to still have that accent. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my kids were still running around yelling at each other in Hebrew with that accent. It would, Yonatan, I was learning with him Gamar the other day, and he said, and he just slipped, and he said, Shimin. and I was like, oh, it broke my heart. And it was such a, it was such an easy word that you could just be like, he mispronounced it, but maybe he did, I don't know. But but it 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 sounded so old and like him. And when he used to sing like that, and oh, that's the one thing I, I, you know, that was my big sacrifice leaving. That was the big one. Me too. I, I, I wanted the kids, you know, I look back at the video sometimes of the twins just arguing in Hebrew with each other. And just to me, that's one of the most endearing where they're just like, and they're just doing that to each other. Like two little three-year-olds that are already arguing um, uh, exactly what it was that life is over there. They're already philosophers and figuring it out. That Israeli confidence, that Israeli chutzpah, that Israeli attitude. It, it's something that I think is so beautiful and something that is missing so much over here. Where confidence mm. nowadays in America, kids believing in themselves is such an issue where Israelis have confidence to spare you know, where it's just so beautiful like that. So, yes, I give us both a bracha, I think, right. one day. Yeah. Yes, I got to move to Tzvat. Uh, I got to I'll, I'll come up to visit you. Um, I'm, uh, I, I think I'm doing a uh, Yonatan Razel. Remember Yonatan Razel? Sure. No, we, I think we, I'm... I'm we we're in Kola with him. He was, he was no, by... Uh, he was by I know, but, we, but where'd he end up? He's, 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 still, he's still in Israel. He lives in, uh, in Nachlod. No, so I think, think he moved from Lachlot, Yossi. I think he moved. All right. oh, yeah? this, this doesn't make difference. Oh, here, no, no, no. He did. He did. He did. He did. He did. He, he, he did. You're right. And I'm not going to say where he lives. Right. Like, <laughs> but he did. He did. <laughs> he did. He lives next to Mordechai. Remember no, Mordechai? But, so he lives ne- next to him. But to finish but anyway, off, so I, the perfect yeah. place to live in Israel. Uh, for me, for, for me, it, it is. It's, it's, it's in the Shuk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to open up a little cafe in the Shuk. I'm gonna give everything up. I'm just gonna open up a little cafe in the shuk, and I'm gonna uh, and I'm gonna just do kirif on whoever walks in, or like just schmooze with whoever walks in. And That's sandals. It. I'm gonna still be wearing sandals. Ah, we miss it. Ooh, this, this was, was not an easy shame. one, Ari. This was not an easy one. I'm telling you, I've been holding back tears this entire that, time. That, that it's really shame. rough. Like, there's a part of my heart that's still out there. I, I promise you, it's like, woo. Yeah. That was that was a rough one. All right. Yes. Um, All right, everybody. Thank you so so much for 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 listening. Yeah. Y'all are the whole team here. Yeah. I'm I'm Ari Ben Shushan, my brother Yossi Ben Shushan. You've been listening to the podcast. 
two cents. Thank you very much for Meaningful Minute for powering this podcast. And everybody, have a great day and stay safe. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for watching episode two of the Two Cents podcast with the Ben Shushan brothers. Hope you enjoyed it. You want to know where you can find this podcast sooner than everywhere else? That's right. Only on the Meaningful Minute app. Of course, it's posted on Apple and on Spotify and on YouTube. But before everywhere else, it's posted on the Meaningful Minute app. That's the place where you can also interact with Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Ari Ben Shushan as well as many others. So go ahead and download that app right now for free in the App Store or the uh, Google Play Store. Uh, it's a free app and I think you'll love it. Uh, stay tuned for the next, uh, next episode coming your way.